This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 199 of This is the G Podcast. Yes, yes. Back for another week, man. I'm Tommy B. You know, each week we do news, politics, pop culture, the piping out tea from the one and only Tanya B. And only one episode away from the 200th episode of This is the G Podcast. Just want to thank you for joining us for another week. Uh, Talib Shabazz is here. We'll discuss news. Man, we lost a big part of our culture this week. Actor Richard Roundtree plus Tanya B has your tea, man. What's up with Dwight Howard? She'll tell you. She'll tell you. So let's go ahead and get it started with news from Syracuse. Mike, Mike, what you got? News team, assemble! It's time for the Week in News with Syracuse Mike. The U.S. is reportedly pushing for a delay in the ground invasion by Israel into Gaza after two more hostages were released by Hamas. The freed hostages are Israeli nationals, according to reports. Hamas said they released two elderly women for humanitarian and medical reasons. A spokesman for Gaza's health ministry claims that since October 7th, Israeli strikes on Gaza have resulted in the death of 4,651 Palestinians, of which 40% were children. Those numbers have not been independently verified. The House of Representatives finally has a speaker. Conservative Republican Mike Johnson from Louisiana was elected Speaker of the House Wednesday, ending weeks of chaos. The 220-209 vote along party lines put Johnson in the important role that has been vacant since Kevin McCarthy was booted out by a small group of his fellow Republicans on August 3rd. Johnson says he's willing to work across the aisle. Democratic Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. We continue to look forward to finding bipartisan common ground whenever and wherever possible. Congress will need to get together to avoid a government shutdown in just a few weeks. Georgia joins other states where a court has determined that congressional maps are unfair to black voters. A federal judge ruled on Thursday that Georgia's redrawn congressional maps violate a section of the Voting Rights Act. And now Governor Brian Kemp is calling for a special session of the General Assembly to deal with the issue. According to the ruling, the state's congressional, state senate, and state house districts were drawn in a racially discriminatory manner. The maps were approved in 2021. Those maps shifted the Republican congressional edge in the state from 8 to 6 to 9 to 5. The death toll is now 18 following Wednesday's mass shootings in Maine. It's the worst mass shootings in the U.S. this year. Police have identified Robert Card as a primary suspect in the shootings. Mr. Card is considered armed and dangerous, and police advise that Maine people should not approach him under any circumstances. The shootings in Lewiston, Maine, at a bowling alley and a bar have resulted in a lockdown of the community. School districts canceled classes, and authorities are warning residents in and around Lewiston to lock their doors and stay inside. Dean Phillips says he is entering the race for president and is challenging President Biden for the Democratic nomination. The Minnesota Democrat is not well known and is still trying to push better known Democrats to challenge Mr. Biden, primarily because of the president's age. Political observers don't believe Phillips can win, but he could hurt the incumbent before the general election. The move by Phillips has frustrated some Democratic Party leaders. 
And actor Richard Roundtree, star of the iconic 70s movie Shaft, has died following a battle with pancreatic cancer. He passed away at his home in Los Angeles. Roundtree was 81. Thanks, Mike, for the headlines. The Newsmaker crew is here. He is in the building, the one and only Talib Shabazz. What up, Talib? How y'all feeling out there? Radio Land. <laughs> hey, man, as of this taping, man, uh, I, I got to say this, and, and I want to you know, thank Mike for the headlines again. Um, it missed his deadline, but the mass shooter in, in Maine has been found, self-inflicted gunshot wound, um, you know, and we'll get into that a little bit in a few minutes. Um, the House has finally found a speaker, of course. They call him MAGA Mike already, MAGA Mike Johnson. The job that nobody wants, another Christian nationalist is in place. So, you know, just get ready for the ride, y'all. Georgia's cheating maps have been called out, uh, approved back in 2021. Uh, Now, Kemp has set a date to redraw these maps. Looks like it's going to be late November. Right. Um, But and and we'll get into it. I just want to kind of hit these because Mike mentioned them just kind of follow up. You know, the, the amazing thing to me is the only way that the Republicans can truly win and dominate in a lot of these Southern markets is through gerrymandering. It's either, it's either through us not going to vote or gerrymandering. So we'll see, apparently there's an opportunity for two new seats potentially in Georgia. So we'll, we'll see that could, that could make a huge difference. And uh, it's not Marianne Williamson, Williams, Williamson, whatever her name is, but Dean Phillips, this guy said he's running against Biden because of his age. And um, I want to I want to address Biden, man, because I don't think I mean, look, let me say this for the for the podcast audience. Mm -hmm. You know, I prefer Biden over Trump any day. okay, any day, any day. And and candidly, um, I have concerns. I'm not 100 percent on on that bandwagon, but I will say he's done some things. And I've, I've seen the benefit, even within my household, of the things that he's done. I want to go through a, a list, to be fair. And, and you can jump in afterwards. I wrote him down. I had to write him down. Yeah. But but the, I think he has lowered the cost of certain things. The problem I think he's dealing with because we saw an approval rating hit 37 as wow, we take this week. Super low. That's low. And, and honestly, that's where Trump sank as low as like 37 in the upper 30s. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it for from for Biden, in my opinion, was oh, the gas prices because the gas prices have fluctuated upward. They're coming down. But they were up higher than they were with Trump. I think that's one of the issues. Uh, I think he has done a much better job because I, I saw egg prices this week. Egg prices are way lower than they were at one point in his administration. So you see certain things starting to go down. Milk, a lot of the household goods. Uh, people are working, uh, according to uh, the job reports, Um more so than any time at any point in history. Uh, mm-hmm. Companies are reporting higher earnings, um, rescued the economy from the pandemic. I will say that because we could have collapsed and we didn't. Uh, the, the infrastructure bill, the money's there. I just think the governors need to move faster to fix things. Historic expansion of benefits for the toxic. Uh, if you if you have ever seen 
the Apple show with um, with the guy who used to host the Daily Show, the toxic burn folks over in um, in mm-hmm. Iraq. He was able to get those pe- those uh, those veterans benefits. Whereas other administrations refused to give them benefits, that was a big deal. And no, yeah, John Stewart, John Stewart, yeah, John Stewart had really been an advocate for getting a lot of veterans who had been exposed to all the toxic smoke from the burning, and he was able, and and Biden was able to make that happen. Uh, And and the other thing, and and I'll let it go, even though I think we're dealing with it now with this mass shooting, he was able to get a step forward on on guns with 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 some legislation but we still have not taken the automatic weapon ban the ban off you know we we need to get back to that 94 ban that we had when you know the period up until when George Bush allowed mm-hmm. it to expire um because at that time from 94 up until George Bush allowed uh, that ban on assault weapons to expire. Mm-hmm. We weren't having this ma- these many uh, mass shootings, right? Okay, but as soon as he allowed it to expire, it started up again. So we got to get back to that. But I, you know, again, I don't want to. You can go to WhiteHouse.gov. They've got a list of of all the um, Biden the things he's done with the administration. The, let me mm-hmm. tell you the problem because. Yeah. Another problem, I, I just don't think the messaging, man. I think the messaging is just hokey gonna, as I, hell. I was really just going to say that same thing, man. You know, the the problem is never what somebody does. The problem is what did you know about, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, the gas prices definitely um, negatively impacted George, Bi- uh, George Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, you know, it's um, the economy as a whole, you know, when everybody's talking about this inflation, 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 yeah. you know, that it, you have to be able to combat what is what you know to be truth and what is propaganda, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's I think that's, you know, yes, that's his uh, honestly speaking. You know, um, I'm not crazy about the way that Joe uh, has been able to or not been able to wrangle, you know, um, his his fellow party members in mm-hmm. order to get the uh, just the things that he campaigned on actually yeah. into effect. But, um, you know. I'm I'm not mad at the fact that his his job approved you know his the the jobs created the, the jobs that he's been created or that have been created under his watch yeah you know number you know over two hundred thousand you know what mm-hmm. I mean um, yeah. they there have been some good things that that I would definitely say that um, that Joe Biden has you know had his hand in. Uh, that would not have happened had, had Trump had four more years. So, um, you know, but again, it's just to me uh, for for where we are and what we re- what we really need right now. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's not Joe Biden. OK. And, and, I and that's good. You know, in all fairness. Yeah. And, 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 and honestly, well, you said you don't know who it is. And, right. and, and that's that's the issue. I don't right. think anybody right now knows who it is. Right. Uh, I think if we knew, then there would probably be a bit more activity on the Democratic side trying to 
wrangle that in, you know, right. fix it. But you know, but, but, yeah, but at the same time, when you when you don't have debates, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, you know, yeah. that helps to um, kind of squash the message as well. You know, mm-hmm. people want to see. You know, right now we're we're living in um, the, the days of social media politics, yeah. and people want to see a show. And Joe Biden, just on his own, you know, is not really giving the show. If he allowed for the debates to happen, at mm. least we'd be able to see where, you know, he's, yeah, he's, okay, Joe's got a little oomph. He hasn't really, you know, yes, he's getting older, but he hasn't really lost a step. Right now, we're really just not seeing it. You yeah. know, I think that yeah. is to his detriment as well. I agree. I agree. He needs. But let, let me say, man, um, the age issue, we knew this was going to be a problem, I think, when when he ran in 2020. Um, and I think for some reason, we felt that he would do the four years and come up with the plan at the end of the four years. You know what I mean? You kind of felt, OK, he knows how old he is. He's probably not. He's going to do the four transition out of the mess that we've been in with Trump. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's going to roll out a new plan. But the new plan is the Biden is him. Right. Again. Right. You know, and I think that's why you know, I think to a certain extent, people expected him to say, OK, I've done four. I've done, you know, what yeah, the what, country what, wanted me to do. Right. What you said you were going to do. Yeah. Four years and you're out of here. And yeah. but, you know, but I think he says he's got more to do. And, and you know, it's going to be interesting because I've never seen, you know, this is going to be a test because we've never seen a president at this age work. You ever, um, this is going to be my, uh, yeah, Joe face. I'm going to do this from now on. <laughs> you know, and yeah, Joe is not going to apply just to Joe Biden, but you know, when somebody says something that I really have to see, yeah. I'm going to just, you yeah, know, I'll see it when I believe it. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, I, I, and again, I mean, you know, the presidency's hard, man. It's hard on everybody, dog. Yes. I mean, we saw it with Obama. Yeah. You know, it. I mean, it's hard. It, it, it. You know, you look at all the stuff that every day that's coming yes. down yes. that he's getting calls on. And at that age, I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Moving on from that, uh, Richard Roundtree, man, uh, our black superhero yeah. passed away. Shaft. Let's I can tell you, man, let's, let's go on and do it. Yes. I will tell you, man. And, and this is for my ATLians, man. My folks who grew up in the A, the Fox Theater, uh, the Baronet, the Coronet, the Rialto, and the drive-ins, the Bankhead drive-in. This is that's like the black exploitation. <laughs> that's where we saw them all, man. That's you know the, for the uh... oh brother. Ask them the the Baronet, the Coronet, and the Rialto, oh, especially it used to be downtown. And and the interesting thing, man, and, and they were talking about this. Uh, you know, around the death of uh, Richard Roundtree, the fact that black exploitation movies really saved Hollywood because Hollywood was going through a down period because you had the whites were moving to the suburbs and leaving all these big theaters that were downtown that were becoming urban theaters. So, you know, quite frankly, they weren't, you know, Hollywood was losing money. They needed some time to 
get to the suburbs, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and start this whole new, uh, push for mainstream film again. And, and, you know, and plus the mainstream films were getting, you know, kind of dopey and, and, yeah. you know, they, they were doing, you know, back in the, you know, you know, back around the late sixties, seventies, you know, the, the films, they weren't doing really great films. They were doing, yeah. they were trying to do family films and all these films that people weren't going to see on the mainstream mm-hmm. side. Right. Yeah, Shaft shows up and Shaft really becomes, I think it was United Artists, yeah. uh, was the, uh, was the studio man. They were really one of the only studios to make money and it was because of Shaft. Right. You know, so you had a lot of these, uh, studios, man, um, that, uh, had been doing like this, you know, maybe low key, uh, low budget horror stuff that shifted uh, American International is yeah. another studio. Right. They shifted from doing, you know, the uh, the bomb, the vampire movies to, <laughs> to, to, un, to funding black exploitation movies. Right. And this and the money was good yeah. for a lo- for a while. So, you know, I, I just have to give it up to him, man, because, um, you know, he, he truly was a superhero in, in, a, in a lot of different ways, not just on the screen, yeah. but but his image. I just remember how big I mean, you could say Shaft back in the day and like, damn, he Shaft. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it was like yeah. truly like Superman for us. But you, you got any thoughts yeah. on that? On the- um, just, you know, thank you. Thank you to uh, Richard Roundtree for um, being um, not just, you know, the man in front, but also the brunt of the jokes. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, when when there was a big uproar from the, you know, uh, enlightened black community about the black exploitation movies um, Mm -hmm. and how, you know, these things were, you know, we were playing ourselves you know, um, you know, Richard Roundtree really was like, look, you know, I'm trying to do this for us. You know, this yeah. isn't just about, you know, trying to self enrich. And, uh, you know, with him, Isaac Hayes, uh, you know, that sounds right. of the, I mean, you know, uh, come on, you know, that that put a lot of us back to work, yeah. you know, um, and introduced uh, some of us to the music, uh, to the movie industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about, you know, there wouldn't be a Dolomite if it hadn't been for that. And Dolomite, yeah. was, you know, uh, Rich, uh, he was he was making his own things happen. You Rudy know, Ray Moore. He was doing the the albums, the exactly so the blue you, albums. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. you know, moving into movie, that, that was that was there was yes, there were some negatives that came from that era. Yeah. But I think that, you know, I mean, Pam Greer's breast, you know, I mean, we got everything in that. You know, I thank every, I thank everybody. You know, I mean, it was a great time. It was a great time. I know. Look, hey, dog. We got Jane Kennedy from that era, too. You know what I mean? These are, yeah. you know, um, again, there were a lot of household names were able to eke out um, a living and become an inspiration for us to even want to do something better than the black exploitation. So, yeah, you, know, you know, yeah, just just kudos to that man. And you know what, man? And even up to he stayed relevant, even doing he did the Shaft movie with uh, Samuel mm-hmm. L. Jackson. Right. 
Uh, and and also, you know, from a family standpoint, uh, you know, you know, my kids were into the the family reunion, the most recent oh, yeah. thing that he did with Loretta Devine on Netflix. So mm-hmm. he, he's continued to work over the years, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you and know, just no uh, punk, rest in power. You know, yeah. yeah. What's that? Punk, I said, well, he wasn't no punk ass man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. was yeah. every role that he's been in. I mean, wasn't he in Sounder, too? Oh, well, he wasn't in Sounder. He was uh, he was in Roots. Roots, he did, right? Yeah, he, right, right. He, so, yeah, he did Roots. Come on, yeah. man. This, this, come on. This guy was multifaceted. I mean, you know, just enough respect. That's yeah. all. Absolutely. Ah, uh, man, the issue of gun control is up again. Um, and and you know what? I've done this podcast going back against. I guess a version of this podcast going back to um, you know the late. Well, 2015, okay? 2014, 2015. And I've talked about this so much. It really, I don't want to go into it in detail because this is blood on the politician's hands. Every every mass shooting we have, uh, it's blood on the politician's hands. And specifically, it's, it's blood on the Republican Party's hands because they refuse to do anything about assault weapons. And, and, and nobody's asking, nobody wants their guns taken away. I, I'm not here to talk about taking people's guns away. We're talking about the assault weapons. You don't need assault weapons to kill deer, okay? Yeah. You don't need assault weapons to protect yourself in your home. I think there, there are two things uh, that push the assault weapons. The white supremacists are looking for a race war, <laughs> so they want to keep the assault weapons. And I think for those who are on the Republican side who are in that camp, they see it for that. Uh, and I, I and I do think that there are some uh, on the in the Republican Party who are just in the back pocket of the gun, of the gun uh, community, now, yeah. not just, just not the gun, but the the gun companies. Uh, they're getting money from the gun companies, So those two facets keep it going. And uh, but so, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I pity the folks in Maine. But even in Maine, the Democrat there was for assault weapons, you yeah. know, but he changed his stance after this publicly, um, you know. So unfortunately, the Republicans have not changed their stance. So we're going to continue to see these. That's unfortunate. And and, I, you know, I wish I could I wish I had a some type of uh, plan, uh, a, a five-step plan to protect your family yeah. from something like this. But, it, you know, until we get the assault weapons off the streets, you don't see this in other countries, Tlaib. You don't no. see this. Not no. like this. And, no, and you know, uh, you know, Piers Morgan was on uh, Fox over the uh, last week. Mm. Um, and, you know, <laughs> He, he made a comment, something to the effect of he can't bring one of the, the kinder candies, the kinder chocolate candies that had the, the small toy inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, he can't. He tried to bring some of those to some people here from the UK mm-hmm. and was stopped and was told that this was a health risk. You know, and he said he he, the point that he made to the Fox host was, can we just regulate guns to the same degree that we regulate these candies? I agree. (laughs) You know, and I I agree. And look, I mean, he's making a good point that there's things that are ridiculous that are regulated. Right. Go ahead. It just it just goes back to what we've been saying over the last couple of weeks about hypocrisy. You know, um, 
guys, where are you? My grandmother from Wetumpka, Alabama. God rest Tom Crow. Yes, Miss Minnie Lewis. Minnie Lewis says to me that common sense is not common. And yeah. I'm, you know, out of all the things that she said, you know, that one seems to be ringing the most true because I... I'm not a gun advocate myself. I do not own firearms. I've got bats all over my house. I've got pipes, but I don't. I've just never really done the gun thing. You know, I yeah. have owned a gun before. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not against having a firearm. You know, it's whatever floats your boat. But there has to be. If we make a an electrician get a license before he is allowed to work in your home. If mm-hmm. a doctor has to have a license before they're allowed to open you up, uh, you know, or even look in your mouth. Um, if, if the, uh, if the CPA needs a license yeah. before they can operate on your taxes, why is it that And you need to, I mean, why is it that we don't have a license for somebody that wants to own a gun? It just doesn't. It's simple. It it doesn't make sense to me. And it doesn't make sense because it's in the hands of people. It's in the hands of the wrong people to make the decision. I mean, that's just my, you know, 100 percent opinion that Congress, you know, it has proven to be um, incapable yeah. Of, of of doing what's in the best interest of the people, right? So the hypo- the hypocrites, you know, yeah. are still alive and well and kicking, and yeah. they're not only paying money, but they're receiving money yeah. for these favors. And it's yeah. it, we're, it's a we're, it's old now. It's just old, and we've yeah. really, you know, at some point we really just have to say, look, man. You know, if you're not going to do it, then this is how we're going to do it. But there needs to be some kind of people's coalition because I'm tired of talking about, you know, we all are, are, man. You know, like this is just it's unnecessary for for the one or two that really wants to go squirrel hunting with an AK-47. Really? Yeah. Come on, y'all. Yeah, agreed. Hey, man, what's your big takeaway for the week? Um, my big takeaway. Yeah, my my big takeaway is is I've known about it for a couple of weeks now, but uh, I'm just saying uh, I want to say thank you for a little bit of common sense in the baking industry and allowing dispensaries to have access, marijuana dispensaries to have access to banking systems. You know, please thank you very much. Because this is going to, if you're going to have, uh, if you're going to allow it to be sold in this regulated way, for these dispensaries to not have access to the banking system and constantly getting robbed and you know all kinds of ill treatments happening because of that, you know, again, let's get back to just some common sense stuff, you know. If you the places that marijuana is now legal, um, it's almost it's definitely a multi-million dollar industry, if not a billion dollar industry. It increases the tax base. It does so much 
you know, and it and it allows people who are adults to get into whatever kind of state of mind they want to be in and be at the house and, you know, partying or interaction, whatever the case might be. Thank you for just giving a little bit of, okay, guys, you know, this you don't have to be just a cash-based business. Otherwise, why is it regulated? If you just want people, <laughs> you yeah. just want this to be a yeah. cash business, then just leave it to the guys on the corner. Let the let folks out of jail who did it that way. And, yeah. you know, and let's really reform the whole thing. But, you know, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to get charged $3 because I wanted to use my bank card. Like you're in <laughs> I know it. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Hey, but, you know, for me, um, and I heard this on the local news, man, and, and, you know, I come out of that system. um, There are almost 2,000 foster kids currently in Georgia missing that they can't account for in the foster care system. That's ridiculous. Two, almost 2,000 kids in the foster care system. And I got to say, that's criminal. How many? Yeah, man, that's many more. But I'm talking about that's just the number that they have indicated are missing that they can't account for. That's ridiculous. Who were in the hands of foster parents under an adult care that they can't account for. It's ridiculous. I mean, the the accurate number is about seventeen hundred, man. But I, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, that not everybody needs to be a foster parent. <laughs> you know, no. there's some folks out there just trying to get a check, trying to get as many to collect a check. And, you know, uh, again, I'm coming out. Of, I came out of that system. And I will tell you that, you know, you got to find the good hearted people, the people who are really in it uh, for the for the good of the people and who are trying to make a difference and not just hand these kids over, uh, especially black kids. You know, because they'll put them anywhere just to get them out of the system or just to, you know, put them yeah. in a home right. and, and, and they put them in situations that are abusive. So, again, yeah. uh, our local no- uh, news is reporting it before the state of Georgia. I just have to say shame on you, state of Georgia. That's ridiculous. Seventeen hundreds, the accurate number, almost two thousand kids. They can't even account for. Can you imagine? Oh, oh, they call. I mean, you know, it just ta- it just calls to the lack of accountability. You know, all of a sudden, the, the what is the social worker calls up and says, "Hey, let me speak to Tommy." Oh, uh, we ain't seen Tommy in about two months. <laughs> what? Right. So you know what I'm saying? It's just right. And that's not know, so do, right. Do better, Georgia. Got to yeah. do better. So um, do I do want to say one more thing. Um, yeah, go ahead, man. I want to give a shout out to El Mahdi Holly, who is a state representative out of, uh, I believe he's out of Henry County. Um, but he, I, I follow his stuff on LinkedIn and a couple of other websites. And he um, interviewed and has something to do with this lawsuit that's happening in Georgia right now, where um, they're basically, um, a lawsuit has been filed against the state of Georgia for not releasing funds that were ear the word uh, earmarked for historically black colleges and universities. Oh, absolutely, it's ridiculous. So, man. Um, mm-hmm. And and Georgia to the tune of about I think the, I think the figure was something like six hundred million, mm-hmm. something stupid like that. I mean, it, over over one million dollars is is outrageous. But the fact that this money that has already been allocated for that specific purpose and not um, not being delivered 
Hmm. You know, now that my my youngest son is a product of an HBCU, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. hey man, get that money to these folks, man. You know what I yeah. mean? They have yeah. to stay competitive. They have to be able to. I mean, because if not, then the sub whatever was not being subsidized now falls back on on us. And you know, hey. That's not cool. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, the, 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 and I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. I'm going to leave it at this because we, we can talk about this on another show. Yeah. The bottom line sure. is the state of Georgia brags a lot about having a surplus. Mm-hmm. The problem is the reason they have the surplus is because the money's not going where it needs to go. Right. Just like this situation. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kemp can brag about a surplus. The issue is he's not really putting the money in places it needs to be. And when you hold on to money like that, you know, you see certain communities crumble. And that's what's going on. That's yeah. what's going on. And we love your thoughts. Go to castropolis.net. Choose the people poll. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Love to hear your your thoughts, your comments, your feedback. And I'll play back the best. Uh, I want to say thanks to Lee Shabazz, man. Appreciate you, man, coming yes, in. Sir. You know, oh, yeah. News make it through. Let's take a break and we'll come back uh, with the tea with Tanya B. Right after this show. Peace. For this is the G podcast after the break. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Tommy B from This Is The G Podcast. And if you've been thinking about starting your own podcast uh, in 2024, I'd love to have a chat with you. The Castropolis Podcast Network is currently accepting new shows. And if you have a clear vision and a unique voice, let's get in touch. Reach out to me at info at castropolis.net or visit the website castropolis.net. Simply click on the Contact Us button. So go to castropolis.net, click on Contact Us and just leave me a message. I'm Tommy B from This Is The G podcast and i can't wait to help you start your very own podcast journey today now then children it's time for tea it's tea time y'all sipping the tea with tanya b yes 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 children it is time for tea it's your girl tanya b and i'm here to give you this week's installment of the entertainment gt this is a g podcast you know what you got to do go to the website go to the youtube channel check us out we are now Giving you content seven days a week. That's what I said. All right, Tommy B, let's just get right to it. We've got to say rest in peace to groundbreaking actor Richard Roundtree. We know him as Shaft. Some of y'all know him as Gabrielle Union's father on Being Mary Jane that was on BET. But either way, he was a groundbreaking actor and activist. Uh, Started out in the 70s before Shaft. Tommy B, you remember, he was a model. With the Ebony Fashion Fair, that used to be the height of society in many cities across America. It does no longer exist anymore, which is unfortunate. But, you know, he also was one of the first men that we knew of that uh, had breast cancer. Uh, But he left us after a brief but aggressive battle with pancreatic cancer and just raised the bar, opened the door for so many black actors, even though they say it was the beginning of the black exploitation movement. It doesn't matter. A lot of people benefited from everything that he did he will be missed let's continue to carry on his legacy in the light that is not that was but that is Richard Roundtree Dwight Howard yes what you do in your bedroom is your business but you need to be a little bit more uh, aware of how you keep your house now he may go to jail Tommy B for sexual assault on not a woman this time but on another man their receipts are flying all over the internet and social media allegedly all i gotta say is dwight 
it is your business, but don't post, don't post up. Don't blame other people. Don't be so self-righteous. Just stand in your truth and look into the light like Carol Ann. All right. Now there's this woman, British Williams. She was on Basketball Wives. You know, she's going to jail. It's a shame because she's got a, a young daughter and she was faking the funk about the celebrity lifestyle. Yeah, she had it because she stole it. She committed 15 different types of fraud. She's going to jail for four years. Social security fraud, bank fraud, wire fraud, all kinds of fraud. The judge had no mercy on her. So, so much for that so-called celebrity lifestyle. I always said reality TV is not real. What else isn't real? (laughs) Jada go fade away, Pinkett Smith. You know, in the words of Shaka Khan, Tommy B, ain't nobody buying her book it is number 173 on the barnes and noble list and now here's her stun of the week talking about now that this has come out that she and will have a newfound respect for each other and they may reconcile girl go go over there and sit in the corner with, with tyrese and r kelly and neo fold the laundry and clean your house okay Reverend Run's daughter, Angela Simmons, you know what? She's being sued. She's faking the funk, too. She's about to get evicted because she owes over $48,000 in back rent. So I guess the whole thing about her being booed up with Yo Gotti were from the curb in the ATL is that they broke up. So, Angela, I think it's time for you to find an, an occupation besides girlfriend. Okay. Congratulations to Halle Bailey. Not Halle Berry, Halle Bailey of Chloe and Halle, the protégés of Beyonce. You know, you haven't seen her in the photo shoots and the magazine covers for uh, the Color Purple movie. It's because she is, as I told you, she's pregnant, but she's also married to that D-list rapper named DDG. And he done, done, gone, because I don't know what <laughs> what he put out. In 2024, look for the return of Rihanna, new music, a tour, and a new sneaker line. Word from the curb is that Jonathan Majors and Megan Good may have secretly married... He's got to go back to court again on the 29th of November. You know, the uh, ex-girlfriend that started all of this brouhaha uh, turned herself in and she's walking away scot-free. Mm-hmm. Everything old is new again. Who cares about the return of MTV Cribs? It's so weird because MTV's demo is really young, Tommy B. They're going to the houses of Tay Diggs, Vanessa Williams, our forever Miss America, and Vivica A. Fox. Child, please, bye. Next. <laughs> well... Mark your calendar, mark your calendar, mark your calendar. December 2nd on Showtime. Tommy B, it's culture, it's music, it's history. It is Michael Jackson and all things Michael Jackson as we celebrate the 40th anniversary of Thriller. Yep, Thriller turns 40 this year. Can you believe that? My goodness. Well, so does Billie Jean, actually. Everybody is buzzing about Jay-Z's exhibit, The Book of Hope, at the Brooklyn Public Library and his interview with Gail King. He's many things. He is a brand. He is a business. He's a hip-hop legend. He's an entrepreneur. And he's also the father of Blue Ivy, Rumi, and Sir. And he said, now that the kids have gotten a little older, now they think he's cool. But that's all I got. Ain't got no more. It's your girl, Tanya B. This is how we sip this GT each and every week on This Is The G Podcast. Don't forget, check the website, go to the YouTube channel. Oh, and in case you missed the bird wire, you can now go to castropolis.net. The bird wire is on demand 24-7. That's all I got. Ain't got no more. Have a great week, everybody. Back to you, Tanya. Tommy B. <laughs> what you watching this week, Tommy B? It's not all about what I'm watching this week. It's about the spicy, dicey top 10 for Halloween. The Exorcist Believer made her sixth annual top 10 list. Dicey explains why. I get the religious bent. 
I have they have upped the ante. So I know if you can see from the trailer, we don't have just one oh. girl that's possessed now. We have two. Ooh. We got two girls. And we got a black girl and a black dad. So yeah. I was like, yes, I'm here for it. I love how they brought in the Haitian um, spirituality. They brought in the like Christian uh her, with the with the with the the white friend her girl um they brought that in then we also mm-hmm. have the catholic the catholicism and the priests you know what i mean mm-hmm. so we have a whole yeah. lot of different ones and i loved how they had to all come together for this because we got two going on at the same time again i'm not sure no. if we got one demon controlling both or if um there are two different. Well, actually, yes, I do. I think. I think. I, I think. I'm. I'm for sure. It was. It was one. I just thought about this scene at the end. Get all of Dicey's top ten on the bonus episode 198. It's now available at castropolis.net. As always, y'all, big thanks to Syracuse Mike, Tanya B, Vi, Tlaib, uh, political analyst, Harold Michael Harvey, and author. Thanks to the crew, Millennial Nick, Lady J, Regia, music by K-Dub, and all those who help us make it happen uh, from week to week. We really appreciate what you do. Uh, remember, each and every Sunday, y'all, 6 p.m., you can stream us first. The links are in social media, or you can just go to castropolis.net. Everything is there. Don't forget to share the show. Share us with a friend, y'all. Don't cost you nothing. Big PSA for this episode. Congrats to our friends in South Africa. Yes, if you like rugby, they are the winners. Um, second in a row, I think, of the Rugby uh, World Cup. Uh, they beat New Zealand 12 to 11. So congrats to the Springboks. That's what they are called, y'all. Yeah, congrats, y'all. And uh, we appreciate you uh, for supporting the show each and every week. Don't forget to subscribe, turn on notifications. We now do the bonus episodes every week. So uh, that's daily, Monday through Friday. So make sure you have your notifications on. Y'all subscribe on your favorite podcast app or simply use YouTube or just go to castropolis.net. And with that, y'all, episode 199 is in the can. Have a great week. Peace and power to the people. Have a great week. You've been listening to This is the G Podcast. This is the G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. 